All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Question the Question podcast, a podcast where somehow Simon is trying to make people start questioning things again, to make them wonder and stay curious, because that's, I think it's the best way to live your life when you stay curious without your entire day, your entire hour of life that you're given with this wonderful gift. I think we're all accustomed to this kind of way of thinking. You know, when we go through 12 years of school, then university, or even if you don't go there, like with your work, there was this um, kind of assignment way of thinking where you have to complete certain thing, and then once it's done, you're done. Like, let's say with school, once you read certain book, pass certain test, you're done. You know, like September comes, you have school, then August comes, no school, it's done and then you kind of get used to it because imagine like you you're being treated like that for at least 12 years of your life where they tell you no education is not a continuous path it's not a continuous thing it ends so that's why in a way people and me included i'm guilty of that too when you get by by living your life without questioning anything as if like okay the part of my life is over don't need to think at all but that's not true you learn every day you get to experience something new every second and that's one of the miracles of life and anyways before i go into this episode with this very long intro i'd like to apologize that i didn't record anything last week first i was busy no holidays christmas is coming you know all of that someone needs to buy those christmas gifts and i do need to buy them and also i'm working on my book and without the next 12 episodes I'm going to be talking about a chapter of my new book about depression and how to overcome this. The year of 2020 has been very challenging, not only for folks in this country, just throughout the world. It's been challenging for every single person on this planet, well, with some exceptions, who didn't lose their income, didn't lose their paycheck. But anyways, there was so much frustration, so much uncertainty, so many restrictions that I kind of felt the need to tell people how I was able to overcome my depression despite all of the challenging things that happened to me in my life I was able to stand up straight with my shoulders back face the day and move forward to a better future well just for a starter this year we had a World War Three possibly happening, you know, then the coronavirus, so many businesses closed, and of course, it leads to depression. And even if you look just at the coronavirus numbers, yes, they're scary. But what's also scary is that the people who are left alive, they're left frustrated, depressed, they have no sources of income. Plus, imagine for kids, one year for a kid is different from one year of an adult. Because imagine if you're six year old, one year of your life, is one-sixth of your life. But if you're 25, one year of your life is one-twenty-fifth of your life. So now that whole year of education, of life, was taken away or was really frustrated for kids who they can't really learn with the computer. I mean, especially when knowing that you can find so much better content on YouTube, but here you have to literally look at your screen facing your teacher who is not used to technology, never had an experience working in such environment, and plus you kind of pay for it with your taxes when you go to YouTube and you can find a brilliant professor 
brilliant teacher with an entertaining music and everything that's 15 minutes long instead of 40 minutes of like okay let's call the roster is everyone here you know that kind of thing so that's why i decided to do something to write and this episode i'm gonna dedicate to the first chapter of my book which is called what do you wake up for it's such a simple thing right waking up we've all been there it happens every day as long as you're alive but how often do you think what you wake up for? Because when you, let's play this scenario. So, you know, you have to go to work. You know that you have to be in your office by 9 a.m. sharp. So when you wake up, you look at your alarm, you know what you're going to do, your day is planned. So you know what you woke up for. Then weekend comes. You have no plans besides Netflix or something. How do you wake up? Do you wake up when your alarm rings? No, you stay in bed for as long as you can. No rush, because you have literally nothing to wake up for. And that's the difference. Because when you know what you live for, when you have that little tiny goal, even if it's nothing, it's not something huge, if you have that small thing, you're there. You're ready. Remember the anticipation of a birthday party or Christmas? Or the end of a school year with that lovely break. Remember counting not hours but minutes with no sleep. Wanting every moment to go faster until the desired one finally comes. But what's the difference that between that and your regular day? Think about it for a second. Every day you get to live on this planet. It is a miracle because you never know when it's going to be your last minute. Last second. Last moment. Many people every single second they depart this planet and you get to enjoy yet another breath another blink of an eye and yet another touch of objects in the universe so how do you wake up every morning do you wake up with your alarm having a plan in mind or do you snooze your alarm allowing yourself to have just five more minutes it's such a small thing but actually it takes 10 small cents to make it all remember that and your life is no different Changing one small area of your daily routine can alter your life in the ways you might never imagine. When someone gives themselves another five minutes, that usually turns into another 30. I'm guilty of that too, hey. I have my own morning routine, I figured that out, but sometimes, you know, when I feel like, no, I don't want to wake up, I went to bed late, and I stay in bed for another five minutes, I wake up one hour later, and then I don't feel good. And it happens like every time I give myself that five minutes, I know that I'm going to feel bad. I know that I'm going to suffer the consequences, but yet <laughs> it still happens. You know, I'm a human. I can't do anything about it. And actually, I'm thankful I'm not a cat. But I know about the consequences. But that happens only when I have nothing to wake up for. And so with that, actually, your brain, it gets used to this idea that you can postpone something. There is no need to an immediate action. Yet, every day we get to spend on this beautiful, gorgeous planet is a gift. Because you can read another book. You get to listen to another song that you love. You get to see your parents, your kids, your dog, your friends another moment. You never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, recently I started getting this these heart palpitations. And that kind of put me in perspective, like, okay, I think I know can rely, <clears throat> excuse me, I know I can rely on certain things, but what if my heart, when I'm driving, is going to tell me, like, 
hold on a second, I need to pause. And then, like, it makes that move, and I turn my wheel, and, you know, it's kind of scary. So, every moment I have here is a gift. And I remember the days when I was depressed, um, when my family turned away from me, I basically had nobody, I was left with nothing in the country that I didn't know if I would stay in. You know, it was, I'd say, pure hell. It was one of those moments when, imagine silence. Or maybe you don't have to imagine. Some silences are quiet and peaceful. But you're depressed. When you have nobody next to you, that silence is not silent. It's screaming. It burns you from within because there is nobody next to you. There is nobody waiting for you. And at that time, I didn't know that I could be that person that I needed to help. I could help myself, but I didn't know. So every time when I got home, I had no parents to call to because they just refused to talk to me. I had no other single, like, excuse me, significant other. I had no significant other. I was left in the country that didn't want me. And, I mean, I don't blame it because nobody was waiting for me here anyways. So I was mentally also preparing to leave. And I had a son here. So I was preparing mentally to leave my son. And with all of that, you know, that silence was, it was pure hell. And little by little, I started doing something. So first I learned how to knit. Because I needed to do something. I needed to wake up for something so I can, you know, exercise my muscles, exercise my mind. That helped me significantly. Well, besides my friends, of course. I had someone to rely on. But the problem with me was at that time, my closest friends, one of them lived in St. Petersburg and the other one lived in China. So I couldn't see them, you know, and... I had no place to go. <laughs> See, I'm making pauses because, like, bringing back those memories, it makes my eyes wet. And with that simple thing like knitting and working out, I had some sort of a goal. I knew that I needed to make that damn scarf. It needs to be done. Something little. And little by little, I started waking up for that thing. I started having a plan. I knew more or less what hours I'm going to dedicate to this or that thing. And that pulled me through this. I knew that my life was no longer unpredictable to, you know, certain degree. Of course, there's certain things I cannot like be accountable for. But more or less, I knew that this is going to happen. This is what I'm going to spend my hour for. Then I'm going to have lunch. Then I'm going to go to that grocery store. There was a system. I knew what I was waking up for. And then with that, I discovered that I needed a bigger goal. And I started reading. I started writing something. I started being productive. I found the meaning in creation. The thing is, we're not born to consume. We're not... It's, it's too trivial. It's kind of vulgar, you know. It's, I think it's an insult to your human nature. Look at kids. I swear, I've never seen a non-creative kids. They all play with the toys. Think about it. Every kid gets a toy, 
and pretends that that toy talks. They can come up with a dialogue. They can come up with a story, with a fairy tale. How many of you can do that these days? But kids can. For them, it's a piece of cake. We're all creative. Our spirit is to create, not to consume. Then, of course, later through school, we're taught to, yes, we need to be accountable. And we also need to know without thinking, do we need to know this? Why do we need to know this? How to apply the knowledge? No, it's just like pass the test, you know, get the right letter, get the right date on that history test, and you're good. Instead of asking ourselves, like, why is that event, like, why was it important? Why was that significant? So that's why it's included in the book. Think about it. No. So that spirit of creation even just a simple scarf. I still have my scarf when, um, at the time when I lost my work permit in this country, when I was waiting for another one, wondering if my documents would go through, you know, I needed another scarf and it's like a reminder for me. It, it's a um, very colorful scarf. I picked those colors for a reason to have more brightness in my life at that time because I didn't know what was going to happen. Then uncertainty was making me feel anxious and that scarf brought that certainty to like unlike the one that I had with the USCIS. For those who don't know what that is, USCIS is an immigration service in the United States. I don't know how what's the what that abbreviation means. I just know that place I dealt with. Anyways, that scarf with bright colors, it saved me again because I knew that I needed to do that scarf procrastination, just staying there in my bed, not waking up, not doing anything, it'll only bring me down. You know, it's like a swamp. Unless I, I don't remember the name of that character. I think it was Baron Munhausen or something like that. So when he got in the swamp on his horse, so he took his um, ponytail that he had, you know, it was fashionable at the time, and he pulled himself up with a horse from that swamp. And of course, it's a fairy tale, but the metaphor is actually great. You are the person who can pull yourself from any swamp you're in, any terrible situation, as long as you know what you're going for, what's your main goal. That baron, he knew where he needed to be. That's why he knew like, oh, shoot, I need to be there. I got to be there fast, you know, and that helped them. And if you find that little thing you live for, You'll start waking up for something and it'll make your mornings and your life meaningful. The thing is, we as humans, we cannot live without meaning. That wonder of why am I here? Why am I dating this person? Why am I waking up? It's the thing that will never go away. That's within our spirit. To wonder. To learn. And through these small things, small actions, your life can find a small meaning they can make $1 out of 100 little cents. This way, whenever you watch a movie, you read a book, you know, I don't know, maybe listen to someone's life experience, you know that that character has something in mind. When you don't know, not you don't know what's going to happen, but rather like when the character doesn't know what's going to happen, it's hard to read. There was this book, um, Oblomov by Goncharov, Russian writer. And it's it's four parts or something to remember. But the first part where the main character meets um, several different characters in his own apartment without leaving it 
gosh, I literally fell asleep when I was reading it. It was so boring because it was purposeless. Okay, he met this, he met that person, couldn't read it. But the next chapter or the next part when he fell in love and there was this love theme, oh, I read it in one night, I believe. It was so interesting because there was meaning, there was a purpose, and through that I discovered many other meanings. So with that, think about your life this way. If you ever find yourself in a situation when you don't want to wake up and you don't know what you wake up for, try to find something small, something small that is measurable. You can time it, but something that will make you feel happy because, again, we're not born to consume. We're born to create. That is our spirit. That is human spirit. And with that, trust me, if you find small thing give meaning to a small thing, your life become will become even more meaningful and more pleasant. Stay tuned for the next episode.